1: So download the free Anchor app or go to
2: anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot
0: F-M to get started. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media.
2: Outside, door,
0: bumper, clear the AT. Best car i had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo!
2: Hey everybody, I am TJ Majors, spotter of the
1: 22 Cup Car Loan this weekend. Same, Brett Griffin, only spotted for Clint Boyer. Saw my buddy Mike Snyder run fourth in the uh, truck race in St. Louis.
2: Survival, that race. And
1: then I saw Elliot Sadler coach baseball all weekend. Mm. So a good weekend for him. And uh, Casey, welcome back. This is your second week in a row. Yeah, wow.
3: Well, technically, I could have done it last week, but y'all are off. A
1: new streak.
3: So... We, were yeah, we didn't race.
1: We did it the week before.
3: I was there the week before. The week before that? Uh, hmm.
2: I don't think you I are. don't know.
3: I'm really going to struggle this this uh, studio session because there's a dog in here. There and, is. Um, this is like a, a weakness oh, there's of mine. My-
2: <laughs> there's usually two dogs in here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now there's three.
3: <laughs> oh, I mean, Brett, you just had to bring your dog. I know.
1: Jovi's with me, and we bring Layla almost everywhere that Jovi goes. So.
3: And this is like the key, I I can't talk because I can't speak it looks like season, that but it looks like
1: that gremlin. <laughs> it looks like
2: Gizmo. It doesn't look like Gizmo. Yeah, maybe with a little we'll, more hair. We'll post
3: a picture. Have but, you seen like the yeah. movie she's Gremlin yet, Joby?
2: Yes, I have. It's like an al- an albino an albino lo- Gizmo. Doesn't she
3: look like one? Yeah, her yeah, face. Ma-
2: maybe we should rename her Gremlin. You know how to no. get you know how to get more Laylas? Feed it meat after midnight. She'll multiply. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what the gremlins did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like an albino gremlin.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: She's so cute. Okay, she sorry.
1: That's all right. She Father's Day, man. Did you have a good Father's Day? When? Uh, I got to think
2: back. I was
3: two weeks ago. Yeah. Last weekend. I know.
1: Yeah.
2: It's we good. went went to Charleston. I saw that. Yeah. You went we'll to Myrtle, right? I think everybody went to Charleston. I saw a bunch of there people. Was, Doug, a, Eddie. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of people down there. Rodney Childers. I saw oh, yeah. Bowman was down there somewhere. Oh, cool. Yep. Um, There was a whole bunch of people down there. So um,
1: I think Caitlin was there too, wasn't she? Probably. I think
2: so. Oh,
3: yeah, she was, actually. Um, yeah.
1: And My kids had a uh, dance recital Friday and Saturday, and on Saturday, all three of them danced. Bodie did the worm and the hip-hop routine and mm-hmm. did some stuff in gymnastics, So and my girls are big dancers. So as soon as they were done, and we got done with a, a, a lunch that... Uh, can she do the worm? <laughs> it, can you do the worm? Yeah, you can do
2: the what? worm. What? You can? Are you serious? So all you dance
3: too, right?
1: Yeah. So if we move this table, you could worm right here? Well, there ain't really enough room right here.
3: I feel she, like she's not she's that small. big. small.
1: There's got to be a lot of room because you do like this, you know? <laughs> well, we're done. Yeah.
3: All right. We're going to She can do a lot more happen. things
1: other than the worm that are impressive.
2: Madeline had her dance recital on Pigeon Forge uh, Friday
1: morning. Yeah. So. Maybe we'll video nationals. you doing one of your side aerial. She does a front aerial. And that breaks Seriously? my back to watch it.
3: That's yeah. impressive.
1: Yeah. So anyway, we did the dance recital thing. As soon as it was over, we uh, went to Myrtle Beach. and
3: You went to Nashville too, right? a
1: few days. I went to Nashville just to. Oh Listen yeah! Listen to some music. See my buddy Kevin. Me and Freddie Kraft went. Freddie stayed all week. I don't know how he does that. <laughs> I saw him that's at the airport,
3: TJ, and he was like, "I'm never going back there ever again." <laughs> Guy looked like he's dead. And
1: that's the funny thing is, I saw you at the airport on my way off the plane. Yeah, we and I just was got leaving. off the plane. Yeah, you were leaving. So you had your party.
3: What well, party? No, she oh had not yet. A party. September. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a. I still think
2: subject. we should send a camera. I think we should send us. I think we should send Jason. I think we should send to me or us.
3: You just said you wouldn't go back.
1: I would go back. Well, we'll be I'm working. Changing my mind. We'll be working. I've had two weeks to change right. my
3: okay. mind. Okay. Yeah. So I have a bone to pick with this one because now they plan. Did you hear that they're planning a USAC midget race at the brickyard? Like, at yeah, Indiana I heard University that. They're lane? building a
2: racetrack in turn three or whatever.
3: Yeah. They started building it, which is really cool, but they had to do it on my Bachelorette party weekend. Real. What
2: the heck's that got to do with anything? Because well, I
3: get nervous. You're not. When Chad's you don't race the midget, but oh. I get nervous.
1: You so? should.
2: You should. Be- it's a tiny little midget track. Everything's going to be okay. You're okay. He don't get it.
3: Nothing. Nothing. That's right.
2: It's your party. You should go. It. You I'm going. Go party. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: hoping they make it like earlier in the week.
1: You know how to get rid of all them nerves? Drink more. It's a hey, have you been to Big Al's right here in Mooresville? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So do you like to eat Nerds the candy? Yes. Okay. They have I haven't a,
3: eaten them in years.
1: So they have a Nerd Shop. That you have to go try. Maybe one day when we're done here, we'll go buy the... Does it actually have nerds in it? Yeah. It's phenomenal. That's interesting. And I think it's like a really cheap... uh, It's probably the cheapest product. (laughs) You know, like you wouldn't want to take more than one. Yeah.
0: But anyway. You ever had one, Jason? A nerd? Shot. Shot? Shot of nerds? (laughs) Shot of nerds? (laughs) Have you had a nerd? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really paying attention there.
1: (laughs) We could tell. Okay. Nerd Nerd shot. Nerd shot. shot. Mm. Next time, big owls... Have
2: you ever seen the movie? Do you eat chicken wings, Casey? Nerds.
3: Revenge of the Nerds.
2: And do you revenge. Eat chicken of the
1: wings.
3: Um. Yes, I do.
1: Some girls are weird about. Why'd bones? you think about it? You couldn't I, just say I was yes.
3: Thinking of the movie, the Revenge of the Nerds, and then you said <laughs> do you eat chicken wings. I was like, where is uh, this coming wait a from? <laughs> Some girls
1: were weird about the.
2: Yeah, There's a food. dog.
3: I'm, do I'm sorry. Want,
1: do I want the
2: world to know that I eat chicken wings? Oh, I guess it's okay. Oh, okay. I don't care about that. Like please. Claudia
1: will not eat any food that has a bone in it. Really? No. Why? I will say that I don't like getting a. I don't know. A Is it because it's like, like not, roast chicken? It's not like most girls visually that I know, appealing. To most eat girls that I know, wings? won't eat a, a a piece of meat with a bone in it. They really won't. Will you eat? No. No. Really see, really girls good. are just. The chicken off mine. Girls are just weird. Yeah. But even like bone in fillet, <laughs> they'll eat a fillet, but not a bone in fillet. They'll eat chicken, but not oh, chicken yeah, wings.
3: See? That doesn't bother
1: me. So, okay, good. So we'll go eat chicken wings because they got good habanero chicken wings. They're hot.
3: Ooh. Do you like hot? I, no, actually, I do not like spicy what? at all. I have to have them, like, really mild. Oh, my
2: gosh. Barbecue is good.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Barbecue. Yeah. Barbecue. That, you're in the sixth graders. I'll, eat, I'll barbecue eat a chicken. I'll eat a buffalo wing, like, from, like, buffalo sauce. So you don't like that's, spicy either? I'm not, like, a habanero spicy, but yeah. I'll eat, like, Frank's red. Frank's. Uh, that's not bad. Frank's is really good, in my yeah. opinion. Like, it's one of my favorite hot sauces. Yeah. So. That's good. Um, I don't know
3: how we got on the subject, but...
2: Know. <laughs> how do we get on half of the subjects we... How was Sonoma? I
3: don't know.
2: Hot. It
1: was hot. Yeah. <laughs> this race day was great. I'll tell you what. I had a question for you, TJ, because you're a big sim guy. Do you think... We saw, realistically, zero wrecks yesterday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No. I, know, I thought the same thing. We had no wrecks that brought out a caution. So my question to you is, did we see less wrecks... Because these young guys because here's the thing, Clint Boyer doesn't need to get on an, a simulator and I racing before he runs Sonoma. He's good there. But are we seeing less wrecks because these young guys are spending a lot of time on I racing and on simulators before they get out there? Do you think that's um, a legitimate question? I think I think they are really
2: I think there was way more preparation for road courses than what there's ever been. Uh ten years ago, all we did was um, sending a guy to the around School or Ron Fellows Driving School, and that was all the road course. The week of the race they went. Yeah, or, or yeah. a week before, something like that. Like, yeah, they really go close. out there and run that, and that was it. Um, you know, I did see a few guys get in trouble, and I noticed there, I, that the K&N race on Saturday was stacked. It was full of young cup drivers. Yeah. Um, Suarez, so uh, Amarola, Bowman. Byron. I do think... Bowman was in that one, too, yep. yeah. Yeah, I do think the the sim will teach you they're more familiar with the track. They know where it's gonna turn. They know what you can run an I racing and figure out what corners you're gonna be able to pass on or not. I mean that's not that's not that hard to do. I mean if you can if you get good on there and learn the track real
1: well, you know what what corners you're gonna be able to attempt to do stuff at. I just saw him being really disciplined, and I saw him not making I noticed the same thing. a lot of the mistakes. And, look, restarts are restarts. Everybody's grabbing and clawing to get a spot. But but once the field gets settled in, you usually see guys get really aggressive. And I, I, yeah. the young guys especially, I didn't see him doing a lot they of hopping. They get impatient. Yeah. They, I just saw yeah. them a very disciplined race I out was, of the young guys. Uh, I was standing next to Kevin
2: Hamlin, and I know Alex doesn't have a ton of road course experience, at least in good cars. Um, right. Right. So, I, and he caught us, and you know, you, you, all, you run a lane lower into some of them passing zones until the guy is close enough to actually make the pass. Um, you kind of protect the inside until the guy is, is good enough or close enough to make the pass. Well, Alex, I expected him to kind of get there and go for it a little earlier than what you, what you really should, you know, like you get it, you'll get a bumper in there, but you're not going to make the pass. And that does nothing but slow you both way down even more. He was very disciplined, um, he waited until he got within about a, a car length, two car lengths off the corner, and if you're too, if you're that close off the corner, you're going to be able to be there. And the guy knows it. And if he tries to block that, you're both going to be in trouble. And he knows it at that point. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
2: and I told Kevin, I said, "Man, Alex did a really good job right there of being very disciplined." Um, and I, I, honestly, I didn't expect
1: him to, I expected some of these young guys to be a lot less disciplined. We have to credit their maturity to something though, because it's not yeah. experience and typically inexperience at a place like Sonoma leads to mistakes, leads to wrecks. We didn't see that yesterday. And I was flying home last night and I was like, man, TJ's a big gamer, big eye racer. I got to ask him if that, he, he thinks that maybe that's why. I think
2: they're just more familiar and more prepared than they've ever been. I mean, they just have, the, the sim world gives you so much more access to racetracks, even though it's a
1: virtual racetrack, you just get so much more access to yeah. it. Than- I'm, not, I'm not saying it makes them better at you know certain things it elements can speed up the learning curve but i think it, it something has happened to where you know i remember seeing you know Dale Jr and Elliot Sadler and Matt Kenseth and all those guys go oh, out there going who went on schools. to win cup races yeah. at ovals and and you know you got to to you got to watch them at Martinsville their first time and you laughed at them and yeah. you got to watch them at Sonoma and Watkins Glen their first time and you yeah, laughed at them and then sure. by year 2 and 3 and 4 it was like man these guys have figured it out well now these guys are figuring it out Really quick, really quick. So my question is, realistically, yeah. how? Because some there's a reason for their maturity. For
2: someone like point. Byron to go out there and qualify like he did was pretty impressive. Well, they in did
3: the road school, didn't they? Like right before with Tommy, yeah, on the way out yeah. there.
0: But yeah, um, but I, still, I mean, still, we, still,
1: they're not yeah. supposed to be as good as. Not that they were great. I thought Bowman did a phenomenal job. But I thought they did good too. I, you're waiting on one of them to spin out and knock a tire barrier. Yeah, right and out. none of them did, and they just never did. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, no, I I definitely think there's more access and it has. Well, Sonoma was curve. good,
1: man. I went to a little place called Ernie's Tin Bar at the suggestion of Billy O, who spots for Ty Dillon. That's his favorite place That's all his year. Favorite place all year. That's and, all we uh, talked about all let me, year Let long. me tell you something. It was 98 degrees, and they do not have air conditioning. Ooh.
3: So you went to a bar rather than a winery. I feel well, like you might have been like the only person that did that. TJ
1: wouldn't go with me, so you got to go as a couple. You can't you can't <laughs> go to wineries by yourself. you like a nope. wino
3: what's wrong with that?
1: <laughs> Have you been to a winery by yourself? I mean, I would go. So that's a no. I just need...
2: Well,
3: I'll, I'm usually with people. Yeah. But I would go by myself. I love wine. You would just
1: roll into a winery by yourself and be like, give me a flight of wine. Yeah,
3: you can make friends there. You can? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're all drinking wine. Yeah. The people that work there are Jesus usually really Jesus drank friendly. wine. hmm Amen.
1: Yeah. Amen. Good, good play. That may have been your best play all year
2: on this <laughs> I show. I don't know
3: why I said it either. What
2: flavor do you think it was? Great? Red?
3: It was red. <laughs> it so we know killed? that. It must have been a cab. It
2: had to be a cab. Oh, uh, Anyway.
3: All right. Shall we head into spot on, spot off? Yes.
2: Go. <laughs> I've got things to do.
3: We know. Um, the 78 team fakes pit call wins third race of the year. Spot on, spot off.
1: Man, spot off for the two teams, including mine that got duped by it, you know, (laughs) uh, (laughs) so, so TJ will tell you, we don't know all of these things are going on on the radio anymore because we're not allowed, even though some spotters apparently have found ways to listen to other teams. We're not supposed to listen to other teams while the race is going on. We're only supposed to be on our primary channel, are our backup channel. So TJ and I have no idea this has even happened until after the race is over and we get on Twitter, or at least I didn't. So I went back and looked at what happened and saw the play call, and Cole said, pit this time, and then he called it off, and Rodney didn't fall for it. And he did it again, and the guys jumped up on pit wall. Rodney fell for it, changed his strategy. He's got the lead. He's in command. He cost his team the win because no other cautions came out to change it. We followed the four down, which means no matter what, we're probably going to finish behind the four because if you pit behind the guy, you're probably going to run behind the guy. The three cars that were class of the field was the 78, the 4, and the 14. And Cole Pern's call, obviously with, with Martin's execution, his spotter did a great job. Pit crew did a good job. But Cole Pern's call, just like Boogers' call at Michigan two weeks ago when we won the race, it set his guy up to win, and he deserves. He's the Matt Borland right now in terms of being able to do that. Was kind of he
2: thing. behind the four when he, he did was. this?
1: He was. So when he makes the pit call, the four guy audibles makes the pit call, and then seventy eight goes stay out. So what did he do exactly? We were all running pretty close. And what was the what was the initial? When were you pitting? We Middle were, of the halfway? Right. So, splitting the last stage. So the question was, do you split the last stage or do you pit twice in it? So when he f- said pit, Rodney fell for it. My what guy fell for that it. What lap was that around? That was around 20 laps into that run. So oh, that's a long way to so go ta- still. Oh, yeah. We're we're talking – yeah, a long ways to go. So so mm-hmm. we both hit pit road. Well, then Martin goes out and runs another 10, 12 laps, whatever it was. He and Kurt Busch did. So then when they come off pit road, they're on a lot fresher tires and are making a lot of ground. Then Martin goes and takes Their the average, lead. that run should be a lot faster. And then we have to pit again. We don't have to pit again, but we do pit again trying to make time up and hoping for a caution. You got fresher tires. Yeah. Still ran, you know, one, two, and three, but – our one, two and three was gonna be a lot closer and, and Harvick probably was gonna win the race. I noticed guys that stayed out longer. Uh came on you know, if you split that stage or pitted later in it, you were better off. Yeah. yeah. So Hindsight, uh, man, like you're sitting there and, and for us I was like, Man, we were a little bit better than the seventy eight on the long run. So if we'd have stayed out, we probably could have pushed him and had a chance. Uh but by us pitting with a four, you know, our bed was kinda of made. I got a I got a spot on it just for just for uh
2: being that aware. Um and and it's not easy to it's not easy to fake somebody like Rodney out. No, it's not easy to fake anybody. Out. No, it's not, not like we have head pump. Head and fakes. honestly, if you're leading the race, controlling it, you shouldn't pit till someone else forces you to
1: pit. I mean, why? 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 Why would you? Well, I think that Rodney thought this guy's going to pit. He's going to come out and be two seconds a lap faster, and it's going to put me in a pickle. And but you got two second lead on him anyway. I realize that, but I'm just telling you. I, I, he pay, Rodney yeah. said after the race, I screwed up. And I, I changed my plan, and then he actually went to Victory Lane to tell him, hey, good job. You beat me. Yeah. that's. I mean, it did. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, spot I mean, on. Rodney's a racer. Spot so. on for the 78's call, spot off for what it cost SHR. Cause Boy,
2: you should have stayed out. Uh-huh. My man. I don't know <laughs> was your channel two
1: and channel one kind of sketchy yesterday? Oh, They were staticky. I could barely hear the second spot Same. or all sorts of stuff. Same, man. It's uh, a little bit of a pain. makes it a little well, bit of a challenge. Well,
2: they more antennas up on that hill with us every year. There's more and more antennas right there, and they have to put them where we're standing. So yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: anyway. So we got, we got the, the crew chief typically wants to speak to the driver directly. He can't there because when he keys up, the driver is in turn seven way up the hill. There's buildings between them a lot of interference, the driver can't hear them, so they have to relay a lot of it through us on Channel 2. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't hear Channel 2 worth of crap. Yeah. So it was a communication nightmare for parts of the race, not the whole race. But, of course, it happens at times when it's important because we're all up there talking. It makes the interference a lot more likely. And and communication is key to our job. If we can't communicate, we're worthless. And there were times when it was a, a challenge, to say the least. It was.
3: I thought that was interesting when you – I mean. For a road course too, being a spotter, I can't imagine if you guys are on like the opposite end, that must be a lot
0: more. Luckily we're kind of in the
1: middle there, but I mean it's yeah. It's still challenging. It's fun. I enjoy it, uh, to be honest with you. I think Sonoma is, is a really cool, you know, very slow. I very, enjoy that road course. Very technical with a with yeah. the ex, you know, exception I, of the bottom like of the, the elevation.
2: Elevation, yeah. A couple there's uh, more than there's three or four passing zones. Um I don't know. There's different rhythm sections. You got the S's. You got the real. You got the hairpin. You got guys that are better up the hill. Yeah. Um. R- real good road
1: course. Yeah. It's awesome.
3: All right. Uh. Props to Nate Ryan on this one. Six winners in sixteen races, which is you skipped one. Yeah. What? Stages I'm at road course. Casey. Stages at road course. There's a dog in here, guys. You only had one
1: week off. <laughs> I'm going uh. Stages at road courses. TJ. I've got to go spot on
2: because we needed something to break that up because I'm not sure. I'm not sure there was going to be
1: many yellows if we didn't have them stages. Spot off 1,000%. I'm not against the stages. I'm against stopping the race because we already back everything up into windows. If you notice yesterday, all of the leaders, all of the contenders at these stages, they all pitted with two to go in the stage to set themselves up for the next stage because they said, screw the points, we want a chance to win the race. And they did that because they knew when the yellow was going to fall. You still have stages at plate races and, and restrictor plate tracks, but don't stop the race. Give the points. Give the all the stuff that goes on at lap 25. Do it anyway, but let us keep going because these crew chiefs are too dang smart. We only had one caution yesterday that wasn't a stage, and it was when A.J. missed his shift and blew his car up. So the reality is people knew too much. We planned too much about what was going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. I like the stages. I, I mean, do too, but don't stop it still It still cycled
2: the field, though, a little bit. You still had some guys that were on a little bit older tires because we, we actually – we're on the other end of it. We gained a few spots, then we had to play defense.
1: It's done uh, the same thing. We're going to see the same thing in two uh, weeks when we get back to Daytona. The Fords are going to pit on a certain lap. The Toyotas are going to pit on a certain lap. It's going to break up the pack. It's going to take it 12, 15 laps to get back together, all because we know exactly when the yellow is going to fly. Now you can say mm-hmm. your question.
3: Okay. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Uh Nate Ryan tweeted this one. 6 winners in 16 races, which is the fewest for a Cup in 40 years. Spot on, spot off.
1: I I didn't see this coming, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I'm I Because last spot year, on, <laughs> last year so many people were winning races that guys yeah. in the points, like we were 10th in points and didn't make the playoff because so many guys behind us in the points. One races. TJ is sitting there right now, third in points, and there's not enough guys that can win to kick him out. You well, know, I and, win. and he's already got a win anyway. But but it w- last year, like you were fifth, sixth, seventh in points, you were going, oh man, what am I going to do? Like that could potentially, like Brad Kaslowski he doesn't have a win. You know, he's high enough in points to where security wise, he's really secure. Last year, if he you know has a couple three bad races, loses some points, ends up eighth or ninth, he's on the verge of of not making it now. Because there's only been four or five winners, it, it sets these guys up. I th- I think it just speaks to who the good teams are right now, and and it's very obvious who they are, and they're they're the ones winning all the races. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's you know, congrats
2: to those guys that are they're winning the races. Uh, um, but definitely definitely didn't see this this many guys. Um, you know, this the lack of guys
1: winning races this year. No, I mean Harvick. Truex or Clint Boyer is going to win that race yesterday, and all of them already have multiple wins, not single wins, multiple wins. So it's the trend. And when we get to Chicago, I guarantee you, you know, one of those three is going to be a contender again to win the race. It's just the way it's falling right now. And, you know, Kyle Busch was not relevant yesterday. He was fast, but he wasn't fast enough to be in contention to win. He'll yeah. be up there at Chicago. Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Larson receives fan backlash after tweeting he wants to run full sprint car tour before turning forty.
2: Uh, I mean, spot on for me. Spot on for what? For you know him? For him wanting to do that? First of all, that's his. That's his passion. That's where he came from. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. mean, how, how do you how do you hold that against a guy? He okay. still loves coming to the NASCAR races, running NASCAR. That that was his. Obviously, that was his goal because he came here. Yeah. Um. But you can't be. You can't hold. You know, th- this would be like Dell Jr. going back around a light model right now. Yeah. That's where his, that's what his roots are. That's where he came it's from. Where
3: Tony, I mean, Tony's back at Sprint Car so Racing.
1: I'm a huge Kyle Larson fan. A huge supporter of his. I believe his talent is gigantic. But I am spot off on this tweet because it's not about this tweet. It's about the fact that, that a few years ago, he went and made a comment about t shirt sales. I don't want to go sign anything in my auto at auto, my souvenir trailer because I don't make any money off that. So here's a guy that makes millions of dollars a year, and fans, when I rate on him, mm-hmm. saying, You don't want to go sign an autograph at a souvenir trailer because you're not making enough money, he's like, No, because I make more money selling them myself at the dirt track. And then he says, I want to win the Chili Bowl over the Daytona 500. So then NASCAR fans go, well, you know what, man? What are you doing here? And now you've tweeted this. So, like, I'm telling you, I don't take personal offense to this. But our fan base is sitting here watching a NASCAR driver constantly blow the horn on the open wheel stuff. And they're they're, they're probably kind of going, man, why don't you just go on and go now? And the reality is he doesn't want to go now. Him and his brand team need to sit down and they need to figure out how they're going to do this messaging in a way that doesn't offend our fan base. Because he's done Three or four things that have made our fan base mad, and it's all been, I would rather win the Chili Bowl the Daytona 500, yeah. which for our fan base, we go, what? No way. Drug test this guy. He can't be okay right now. He's making this comment. you know. So I just think that he is, is constantly uplifting the open-wheel side and kind of maybe, I don't know, being a little uppity about the NASCAR side, and I think he's got to stop. I, I really think he could be a top three most popular driver right now. And he's not going to be making these comments. Anything? I am good. <laughs> I'm good. I know that's deep for y'all, but that's...
3: No, it's, it's accurate. Um,
1: and again, I love the guy. I, I want him to race here till he is 40. And then at 40, you know, he's going to be extremely rich and go do whatever he wants to do anyway.
3: I think you're spot on in that, like, he needs to reference it the right way. He can have his own beliefs. He just probably shouldn't, you know, say it. <laughs>
2: he's young. <laughs> <laughs> He was He's super young, too, yeah. coming into this I mean, sport, He is so. great.
3: I will tell you that. He wins at everything. But he's the man.
1: I'm,
2: I'm and that's not.
3: why so many people love him. That's why NASCAR gains those.
1: But the platform things. that he's playing in right now, and this is a tens of millions of dollars a year platform for him in terms of what it costs for him to be able to buckle in that seat. Like, you, your bread's buttered on this side right now. You know, mom would say... I ain't going to say what mom would say because my daughter sits beside me. I could go for some butter bread. But grandma (laughs) would say, don't bite the hand to feed you, you know. Yeah. So anyway.
3: All right. Indy tire test originally planned as all-star package test was called off.
1: So this is a little bit of a cluster. This was a surprise to me. This was a big cluster. So I get a phone call two weeks ago from my crew chief going, hey, you want to go test uh, the week after Sonoma? We're going to Indy. And I was like, absolutely not. I got a couple things going on. He's like, well, it's a tire test for Goodyear," And I'm like, well, spotters don't have to be at tire tests. And then he's texting me back and he goes, well, it's going to be the all-star package. So we're going to plate pack plate race. And I'm like, we're not, we're not going to play pack race at Indy. I don't care what package you put on. Yeah. Nobody's going to pack race at a single groove. Narrow racetrack like that. You Got to so, lift for the corners. You're so not next thing you know, pack Clint's race. calling me. They say you can't go test. You, we're we're pack racing. I'm like I can't go. And I'm and you're not going to pack race. So apparently, we knew Kentucky was pushing to get this package. Now Indy was pushing to get the package. They're going to make all the teams go test the package. And here's the thing about that: it's a really expensive science project for teams because it costs. I bet a hundred thousand dollars a car to go test. What do you think? Uh, Not counting the car, uh, engineers, airplanes, hotels. Quite that much, but it's the tires. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. So all these teams are going to go, and you risk wrecking cars and risking inventory, and we're going to do all of this at a complete fire sale to go run one race at the end of our regular season. Come on now, it doesn't make sense. So thankfully, it sounds like the owners and drivers got together with NASCAR and said. Hey, this doesn't make fiscal sense for us to do this. So, so, so what I don't understand is, you know, a few weeks ago, NASCAR executives said, we're pushing for this to happen this year. And then this week they come out and said, yeah, we weren't ready for it to happen this year. You know, we we're we're right on schedule to focus on next year. Well, which one was it? Because you can't say both. Like, were we working toward this year and everybody said don't or were we not? So I'm spot on for a fact that it's canceled because I'm telling you that package of Indy would have been horrific. Um, I you know I don't I don't think Indy's a, a the greatest
2: place for it. Um, I'm kind of disappointed, spot off that we aren't going to run it again because I think there's some few tracks that could use it, uh, could make a real exciting race. I don't think we need to do it more than a you know a few times there, but um, I, I don't. We've already ran it once and it was pretty good. Um, it's not. It's not like it's a huge surprise. Now, Charlotte was a huge surprise. We didn't really. I don't think anybody really had any issues either. I mean, these guys are smart. They know what they're doing. Um, it wasn't a huge curveball. It was a curveball a little bit in the beginning, but they're smart. They know what they're doing. So, I was kind of looking forward to seeing it um, a few more times this year. You know, I don't. I don't think Indy's the greatest place for it, but
3: so for these tests, so this one specifically, NASCAR doesn't help fund anything, right? It's more just up to the teams to go it's
1: it's a very expensive science project for nascar at the team's expense got it yeah so when you hear the word testing you know we're obviously supplying the driver we're supplying the car we're supplying the engineers we're supplying all the data equipment and the, the equipment that goes on those tires tj may remember the number i've forgotten it like one tire on that ford or chevrolet or toyota test car is a gazillion dollars because it has so many sensors and gains all this data. And that car goes out and runs a lot slower than our cars, and that's the manufacturers carrying that burden. Uh, But the teams and the manufacturers carry the financial burden of testing, and the reality is the teams don't really need to test. We aren't jumping up and down saying go test, but Goodyear is saying help us test to make our tire better. Well, you know what? The The teams in the NFL aren't spending money to make footballs better. The, the football manufacturers are so that's where our sport gets a little tricky in terms of who's responsible for what's going to be done or not done and we all saw a great tire at sonoma and we all want to see great tires everywhere and, and these guys go out and when they get there they'll run three or four different tire combos and the drivers are steady giving feedback it, it would you'd be surprised at how many times the driver goes we don't like this tire and then that's the tire we go back and race i uh i think i think
2: teams like i think Teams like crew chiefs, engineers like to go and test because they can get a lot of data from it. Um, we would, If we were allowed, we would test a lot.
1: Uh, we would test all the time if we were allowed. But um, anyway. They tell us how to spend our money in terms of real testing. But the Goodyear testing is different because at Goodyear testing, you don't get to go out and test your car. You know, They basically say, all right, you go out on this tire, run 10 laps, get your car comfortable. Then we're going to tell you how many laps to run on each tire. Yeah. You go run 10 laps on this tire. You go run 20 laps on this tire. So, yeah, you're adjusting on your car a little bit, but you're not doing it like you would do if it were a Penske test. It's a Goodyear test, but you're still spending your money to be there. And there is somewhat of an advantage for the teams to go, but the reality is across the platforms, you know, Toyota shares everything. So if one Toyota goes, they all get it. You know, if if obviously one Stuart Haas car goes, a lot of the Ford stuff gets translated over for tire nuts and stuff. So it, it helps everybody. When somebody goes and tests, but the thing it also does is it makes everybody run a lot closer to the same speed.
3: Interesting. Next one. Dirt research. Scott Bloomquist skips drug tests and gets suspended by dirt car spot on or spot off.
1: (laughs) This is weird. This guy's a character. (laughs) He is. So you heard what happened at Eldora. Yeah. So he goes out and he's really fast at Eldora and they come to a bunch of guys and they say, Hey, you guys have to drug test and Bloomquist goes missing and he proceeds to and I quote fall down and end up at the hospital and he gets hurt really bad and he misses the drug test. So he comes back at the last minute, the day of the dream goes out, wears him out, wins a hundred thousand dollars. When he got out of the car, I was on Clint's bus watching this race. And when he got out of the car, the interviewer said, Scott, a lot of rumors are out about where you've been the last couple of days, man. What do you got to say? And he's like, Man, it's a miracle I'm even here. I fell and hurt my shoulder so bad. But he skipped out on the drug test when he uh, hurt his shoulder. So he goes out, wins his eighth dream, actually his ninth. He was found illegal at one of them. So he's won eight $100,000 dirt races in his career. So now he comes back to the track. Well, he's obviously got a target on his back. So they come to him again and go, hey, Bloomquist, you got to do the drug test. And he says, yeah, I ain't doing it. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So they suspend him. He has a reputation for pissing dirty, if you will. Got it. <laughs> I mean, there's that movie, Ricky Bobby, Pissed Excellence. This guy struggles <laughs> to do that. Maybe that's what he does. I heard the first thing he asked when I ask him to run that truck race. He's like, all right, I'd love to do it. When you got to take a drug test? <laughs> I
3: mean, priorities. But here's the
1: thing. He suspended 90 days, I read. So... He just won a hundred grand. He'll go blow that over to the course yeah. of the next three well, they months. they
3: won't. So how does how does that work? If he just won, can't they like,
1: well, take the win away? Well, now, no, no. no. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could. they could have if, if he'd have done the drug test, but he wouldn't do it.
3: Yeah, I but guess that's so weird. Go
1: YouTube his interview because the the interviewer did an awesome job. going, a lot of rumors, man. What happened? He's oh man, I'm just lucky to be here. It's a blessing, it's a miracle I can race today.
3: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, there's
1: rumors that this guy goes missing for a month at the time. Yeah, it's weird. He's the party guy in that series. I think he owns like four cars now. I don't know what he owns. He's the best super dirt late model racer ever. Yeah, he's arguably the best. Yeah. Yeah. Period.
3: Uh, before we take a break, We lost a pretty incredible member of the racing community and want to take a moment of silence for Jason Johnson, a sprint car racer, and and his family um, who passed away over the weekend.
0: This is your Exalta Race Center update. Matthew Dillner. A bluff pit stop call was the strategy that put Martin Truex Jr. in Cup Series victory lane at Sonoma Raceway. Truex led 62 laps en route to his third victory of the season. Kevin Harvick, Clinton Boyer, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Busch rounded out the top five. The Truck Series had a wild one under the lights Saturday night at Gateway Motorsports Park. On a green-white checkered restart, Justin Haley held off a hard-charging Todd Gilliland to score his first career Truck Series win. The Junior Motorsports late models were in action at Carteret Speedway on Saturday. Josh Berry had the lead with 25 laps to go in the Cars Tour event when he was involved in a crash. He finished ninth, while his JRM teammate Sam Mayer got in an early race tangle that ended his night. Both drivers will race at North Carolina's Hickory Motor Speedway this Saturday night in twin 50 lap features. This weekend, the Truck Xfinity and Cup Series will all be in action at Chicagoland Speedway for a big NASCAR triple header weekend. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, visit ExaltaCS.com. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are, it's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one on one local service. One main financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us.
3: All right, we're back. Let's head into Fast lane, where I'll give these guys a few topics. I won't really think I need to explain it much more. Um, first one, drivers, including Clint Boyer, voiced frustration around the chaos of qualifying at Sonoma is this the toughest qualifying session of the years of the year for drivers and spotters
1: So far it definitely was the toughest for me I mean we uh we had a situation where the series before us all down the track there was a lot of speedy dry in the S's a lot of speedy dry in turn 10 a lot of us had the strategy to go out as soon as the track went green because the track was cool but when they saw it was dirty, they panicked, and then they saw these two slower cars go through there, and they were sideways with the Roostatella dirt, and all the fast cars sat. So, with six minutes-ish left in qualifying, 40 guys are all trying to go out there and get their laps in, and it was a cluster. I'll give Clint that.
2: Uh, it wasn't. The, historically, in the past, the track gets faster because of the cannon rubber on the racetrack, the... The track gets faster as the session goes on, so I think they're on the same tire this time. Yeah, but still, I, was told. But I know what uh, you're saying. Um, it it just historically gets faster. Um, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it being that dirty. I think, uh, you know, I think this was one of our better qualifying sessions where guys actually got out of the way of each other coming. Uh, most times, somebody gets in your way, and it is a little bit of a cluster. So you're expecting a lot of you're expecting a lot of the other
1: spotters at the, a place like this there was a lot of agendas was probably the challenge for spotters because guys would leave pit road and they would run slow to seven and then take off some guys would leave pit road and come back in some guys would leave pit road and go sit and turn seven some guys would go to, to turn seven and then take off like after they've been sitting for a while then you got guys on their cool down lap there was a lot of people doing a lot of different things in a very short time window and i think for five or six of us We got caught up in that, and it's why guys like Denny Hamlin and Clint Boyer and those guys, Kurt Busch, they all ran extremely well in the race. They didn't qualify well because they got – Justin Marks pulled out in front of us, in the S is the fastest part of the track. We had the pole coming out of seven until that happened. So because of just that time crunch, I think a lot of guys made poor decisions, and it makes spotters panic.
3: Eric O'Marola now has seven top tens in 16 races this year, the same number Danica had in 190 races in the number 10 car. Does this surprise you, TJ? It doesn't
2: really necessarily surprise me. I don't think... um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that... Obviously, Stuart Haas is arguably the best, fastest cars right now. Um, I think Eric is there at the right time. Um, I think, uh, you know, when, when Kevin won the championship there before, he was pretty much the sole fast car. There wasn't really anyone else there. Now they've got... They figured out how to spread it across the board more, in my opinion there. They are most – all the cars are fast. I think he's there at the right time. I'm not saying she could go in there and, and dominate right now, but I um, I don't really know if it's a you know, a fair comparison at that point. But
1: Eric's got a lot of experience too. I'm so. a roll-up by morning up from San Antonio. This guy's killing it. 16 races he's accomplished what it took her, 190 races to do. Jovi is a big Danica Patrick fan. And I'm sorry to say this, Joby, but Danica could not get it done in this car, and Eric Amarola is. Is this really really killing it? He's got seven top tens in 16 races. He's had his best finish at a lot of tracks, including Sonoma and Pocono. He's not in the second half of the year with a rookie crew chief yet, where he's going to have notes. Crew chief's going to have notes. He's in a position points-wise to make the playoff. So here's a guy that with his first season, with a team, with a rookie crew chief, I'd say he's killing it compared to what was in the car that he got in. Because here's the thing. We know this car was capable of doing what Clint and Kurt did last year, and it didn't do it. And Eric is not doing what Clint and Kevin are doing, but he's really comparable to what Kurt's doing, and we all know how good Kurt can drive a race car.
2: I think uh, I see Kurt competing. Uh, He's hot or cold. But when Kurt's hot, he's running up, he's competing, leading races, and I have yet to see that from the other one yet. In my opinion, but, I agree. He's not consistently top five. I wouldn't say but he's, he's killing consistently it top ten, but he is. He's definitely improving, and and you know,
1: I he's gonna he's got he's got more to go to impress me. I think we said this a few weeks ago, like to go to Pocono, a place where he had struggled, and run the best he's ever run. I said, I think I said on the show he's probably looking at Sonoma, going, oh god, but. There's hope. Well, he leaves there. Eighth place or seventh place, whatever he finished. That's almost like a win for this team to leave Sonoma with yeah. a finished that well. Yeah, Daniel, outran him. Did, did you outrun Amarillo yesterday? God, we didn't outrun a lot. <laughs> so he kicked your ass, too. We uh, We pitted early in that <laughs> sequence. So it was... sucks, but you suck worse.
2: We did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. So Dale Jr. will return to the track as a broadcaster for NBC at Chicagoland. How do you think he'll do in the booth? Right.
1: Man, I see Dell Jr as a very methodical deep thinker and a soundbite speaker. And what I mean by that is a guy who can give you really good content in a concise statement. And we know he's, uh, he's been in the booth a little bit before. We know he's worked really hard to get ready for it. I've listened to the Dell Jr. download last week, and he was speaking about how he's nervous and, and whatnot. Uh, I think he's going to do amazing in the booth. I think he brings a lot of really fresh perspective. And as TJ knows, fresh is important because guys that have been out of the cars for a long time, they don't know what's important in terms of what the driver needs to look for in the seat of the car. And he knows exactly what it takes right now to run fast in these style of cars he's gonna have a lot of uh
2: he's gonna have a lot of good um insight and stories for uh the fans to bring to this so uh he's been studying he's been working hard at it um he's been doing well and uh, I, i i'm looking forward to it i think he'll i think it'll be exciting for the fan base um I think it's, everything
1: good's going to come from it. I think that's who wins in this scenario is the fan base because when I look at other sports and you see who the most popular athletes are in those sports, NASCAR and, and NBC have managed to take the most popular guy and now put him in front of you on the booth to discuss what he learned in the, in the race car. Here's a guy that's a Daytona 500 champion, a multiple-time Xfinity Series champion. He's very relative, a lot of wins and a lot of different style of tracks. So I think ultimately who wins here is the fans. And it's fresh. It's very fresh, very relative. We
2: we we know what these other guys are going to say. It's been it's been the same for years and years and years. Now this is fresh, like yeah, something new. So I, I'm looking forward to it.
3: Off the wall topic: Europe is experiencing a CO2 shortage that's impacting the production of beer and chicken. Oh no, that's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> Who cares what about What would chicken? you What would you rather give up consuming for the rest of your life? I know the answer to this: this beer or chicken. Stupid question. <laughs> I
1: go ahead. You're wow. uh, not you're not you're not on the seat on this thing. It says T J or Brett. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I still wanna know. Do-
1: <laughs> Jeez, oh
2: man, Jason. T J are you giving up beer or chicken? ah oh, man. I- I'm giving up beer. I know it's the opposite of you, so See?
0: unexpected answer.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not gonna give you an unexpected
3: answer. <laughs> I know what you're gonna I'm say. giving up chicken. Liar, Casey. Why are you giving up? Oh gosh, I would give up beer because there's still wine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. I, I like wine more, yeah, so I get it.
1: I totally get it. Great, great question.
2: <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Jason. <laughs>
1: we had no idea what anybody
2: was <laughs> going to say. That, that, that is a unique question, Jason. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Ask DVC uh,
1: Europe. Europe, don't they don't men carry purses in Europe?
3: Isn't the Merce? called? It's a purse. Um, um, is it called a purse? man purse. The man purse, the the purse. Oh, yeah, I guess And so. they
1: wear, uh, you know, I am down with a capri pants thing, though. Or a Because I would totally wear capri, capri pants, pants on the spotter stand.
3: <laughs> Can we make this happen? <laughs>
1: satchel. <laughs> i show up to the spotter stand with capri I pants. I would absolutely purse. wear them. Yeah. And there, have you not seen his legs? We don't have shade ever. It's 100 degrees and we don't have shade. Like, we can't physically bring our own shade and put it up. They make us take it down because they're afraid it's going to blow into the stands.
2: Listen. Nobody cares. You're
1: wasting air. <laughs> I
2: know, but we I'm just telling you. We talked about
3: this getting a sponsor. Listen, for it does not.
1: Have, it doesn't I'm just, matter. I'm just telling you, I'm hot. So anything I can I'm do, I'm hot too. I'm gonna be one of them bagpiper guys and wear one of them skirts up there.
3: <laughs> I don't know. That's I, interesting. Yeah, the yeah. wind might something. Be an yeah, issue.
1: anything. Well, stretch it on out, Layla.
2: Stretch it on out, girl.
3: <laughs> All right, ask CBC. Beasley Randy asks, why is Cup not racing at Iowa? With all the action we saw last weekend, I would buy a ticket every year to see that race. Good question. Yeah, why not?
1: What do you got, Layla? NASCAR owns the track, so it's coming. Yeah. Which means some track's losing the date because we sure as hell don't need to add another race. So the question is, who's going to lose date? Yeah. They're going to pull it from a track... That isn't ISC or SMI, a publicly traded company. You know, are they going to just pull it from one of their own? Wait, Highly the doubtful. I don't know. I mean, you see Michigan.
3: Bruton. Really? I
1: just, don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, man, the Midwest is a great. I mean, I'm I'm doing some work now, and I don't want to give too much information out, but doing some oh, work yeah? now like with what? A, with a company. You know, I went on a farming that farming thing I went to. Oh I, yeah. I, the one, the one out in California. Yeah. LA LA. Farming <laughs> and we met some people. Yeah. Farmersonly.com. <laughs> <dot> <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a cool paint scheme that's coming for Clint Boyer that, that came from that particular convention. And we're working on some other things too, but Iowa has a huge following of farmers out there. And the farming industry is gosh, billions and billions of dollars of equipment and seed for corn and everything else. So I think there'd be a, Big opportunity for us to hit the right. Mu- I mean, the thing is, Michigan kind of the big three did kind of lose this buzz. Dodge it, and the Chrysler Diamond Chrysler, whatever they're called now, they're not even in the sport. So maybe, maybe that's the play: mm-hmm. take a Michigan race and go to Iowa. Iowa's a hell of a lot better track. I think Michigan should takes should be
2: more like Homestead. You keep working on until you get it right again. Remember what Homestead did? They did like three versions of it until they got it right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's not right right now. So, anyway, all right.
3: Cassie Lavery. She
2: has, is this the one
1: that had like 17 77 questions? 77 asked DBC. She was bound to get
2: one of oh them. Oh, she's asking a
3: lot. That's good. Hey,
1: yeah. Send them.
3: Yeah, keep coming. Uh, what do you think of the you've changed on the 95? What will Travis Mack do now?
2: Well, first of all, I know he's playing basketball tonight, and he better not be late. So, he's on my team. Tell him. Yeah. Um, I think I think he'll land somewhere soon. I thought he was doing a I thought he was doing a great job. I noticed it was noticeable. I noticed the ninety five in more positions to be, to have a shot at a, a successful finish this year than I have any in a lot of years past. It was noticeable in my opinion.
1: Man, I want to say this. I don't know Travis Mack. I'd love to meet the guy, um, but I think he got into a situation that he didn't realize he was getting into because he left the race team with a lot of depth, a lot of resources, and any shortcomings that he may have because he was a car guy, not an engineering guy. So what that means to me, it tells me, is when he gets where he's going, he better have a lot of depth on the engineering side. And he I, I doubt that's likely. Certainly... The 95 car doesn't have the engineering depth that Hendrick Motorsports has. So had he become a crew chief at Hendrick, I think you see the results being a lot different than what he had here. I think he probably got to this team and was over a lot more than he thought he was going to be over in terms of accountability. And I think he probably had to decide where a lot of the budget was being spent and being allocated. And when you don't see results and you see if, if a new guy comes in and spends a lot of money and the car doesn't go faster than it did last year, I think you put yourself out there. And and I think he just, you know, he left. And we we see this a lot of times, man. Uh, a, a very talented guy leaves a very a big team to go to a small team that doesn't have the resources and they don't get the results. And it's that guy's fault. Well, what are they going to do now? Well, I, really, I actually saw a tweet or an article
2: that, that was actually statistically backed up that said, you know, uh Travis Travis Mack's expectations
1: were 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 realistic, but theirs weren't. I would agree with that. If I'm the owner and I live in Dream World and and, and I say, Man, I'm hiring Casey Kane. Man, I'm hiring Travis Mack to come from Hendrick. Man, I've got this R C R alliance. I wanna go contend to win races. He didn't. But what he's not realizing is neither is R C R. So Maybe their expectations weren't realistic. I, I, I mean, and honestly, they were in more
2: positions this this year alone to make something happen out of, out of you know, an 18th-place car. They, they, he was in position to make something else happen, and he was taking chances like
1: that. And I, I would have kept going with it because eventually you're going to get something. Here's what I see from the outside in, and I don't have a lot of knowledge about the situation. I'm, I'm friends with Casey Kane, but I haven't seen him a lot this year. Haven't talked to him at all about the situation. But I sit here and look at this and go, somebody is second guessing this crew chief, and then it's like it, it caught on, and more and more people started second guessing him, and he got fired for it. And I've seen it happen. We've all seen yeah, it.
2: Yeah, we all saw. We all saw the calls that he was making, but he was making calls because he wasn't scared to
1: do it. Yeah, and I was I was for it. So anyway, good luck to that guy, man. Because yeah, he,
2: he he's uh, actually he a, left pretty a really guy.
1: stable situation. You know, and we all want to be something in this world. And this guy wanted to be a crew chief. I saw his tweet last night saying he went to church and realized that being a father and a husband uh, was more important than being a crew chief. And he kind of lost perspective of that. And I think that was really cool. But all he's wanted to be in his whole life is be a crew chief. And he thought this would be a good opportunity. I thought it was, too. Honestly, yeah. I did. Yeah, I didn't think it was a bad one. But we also didn't know, TJ, like you said. what. what it
2: wasn't a Hendrick. It wasn't a Gibbs. What were their but expectations? Uh, apparently, they were a lot higher than what... I mean, uh, w- what should their expectations be? To me... Top 15. To me, if you run top 15, it's a win. Yes. And I saw Casey in position to do that a handful of times. Yeah. So, all right. Craig... Yeah. Chev-
3: you want to answer that one? Should I pronounce
2: it. <laughs> Craig Does- Chevalier. No, yeah. I think it's Chevrolet. Shev-
3: she- what?
2: Chevalier. I don't think you pronounce the R on that. Oh, whatever. Chevrolet. Does He's Stuart not, Haas get any
3: French. benefit it's out of... French
1: Craig Chevrolet is not French, <laughs> all right.
3: Does Stuart Haas get any benefit out of having an F1 team, especially in the aero departments?
1: I would go on a limb here and say zero.
3: Why? I don't
1: think I, I think that there may be on the parts and pieces side of it, maybe occasionally something that, that falls our way. But you know, Gene Haas runs all the F1 stuff out of Europe, that's a really, really long ways from Charlotte, North Carolina. There's no liaison in place to work between the NASCAR team and the F1 team to work on technology. The cars are different. The process is different. Uh, I I really don't. I mean, we've seen a lot. The worst I've ever seen Ganassi run in their existence is they went out and brought in a bunch of F1 and IndyCar guys to run their stuff, and, man, they went from being competitive to not competitive at all. I don't think there's a lot of correlation between open-wheel stuff and, and what our cars do in terms of what guys bring to the table. We've never really seen those guys. We've seen a lot of those guys come in, and I'm not going to name names, but they come in out of open wheel and they're these aerodynamicist geniuses and they get here and then they get paid all this money and then the cars that they're overseeing go slower. I, I don't think this is realistic.
2: I watched, uh, I actually watched a documentary on McLaren Formula One team on the way home last night. It was on Amazon Prime Video and as a, Four thirty-minute deals, and it was about how they build their new cars for each year and their launch for the two thousand seventeen season. And there is nothing. I mean, they are they are making pieces for them car. There's I don't I don't see it benefiting. There's such a different type of car and different group of guys that I don't. I mean, we we are, we engineer and make our own parts already. They can move their bodies during the race. Yeah, we we make enough Those of our parts mean. already. and We can do that like that. So I don't see this. I don't see this being
3: now to add um, on to it. I think we, it
2: sounds cool. Yeah, do sure. we think
3: with Pittsburgh you know, and Ganassi and in IndyCar do you think they find value in it?
2: That's why you guys were so fast at Sonoma, it's like a road course for Yeah, it's
1: F one. <laughs> it the was F1 all that F one stuff. You know, obviously not. I mean, you know to answer your question, I I don't I don't think it's relevant. I think it's two different styles of racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really think it's relevant.
3: All right. Heading to Chicago, what are you guys looking forward to most?
2: Who... Chicago? Deep Dish Pizza?
3: That's a good one. Man, I don't really love that. I don't either. Pizza or Chicago? Not, not the
1: Deep Dish stuff. I love stuff. Chicago downtown as long as you don't get in the part where they shoot 20 people a day.
3: <laughs> I think it's really weird. I'm used to going to Chicago as we head to the chase. Yeah. So, it I don't know. It's, it's going to be hot. It earlier. It? Yeah. It's
2: going to be hot. High 90s. Oh, yeah. Holy. Are you serious? It'll be humid. Are we day racing or night racing? Uh, Dude, we got we Friday's uh, night. We have Saturday 14 hour days every day. You and I, I don't. It's
3: like a two day show.
2: Uh,
1: Oh, you truck racing? Friday night, yeah. Same. It's uh, It's going to be long, hot days. But I think Chicago's cool, man. I wish the track was closer to Chicago. We usually stay in like, yeah. a little Tinley Park area. Cool little area called Tweeter Center. They had Luke Bryan there last year. I'm a big concert guy. So there's a lot going on around there, you know. The what uh, center? Tweeter. <laughs> is that next it's to... It's literally called the Twitter Center. That it was, no, it <laughs> is that was, next to Doohickey Square? Is that next to Doohickey Square? And it was
2: before the Twitter came out. <laughs> or Do Thingy. What it? Do Thingy? Doohickey? Do what? Funny. Do Funny. Yeah, Do Funny. <laughs> you know what a Do Funny is?
3: <laughs> we'll no. tell her later. <laughs> I don't think I want <laughs> Not that. Not today. <laughs> Not on the show? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not today. You need to learn this. It's a South Carolina slow thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
3: So, Noted.
1: So, what happened to our chart? Our guy didn't send in our Well, updates. Cornway is out of town, so I had to manually type in the updates. Sweet. Like, His update looks cooler than yours. I know. Not up, not I mean, I kind of like the big font. <laughs> so, we pushed because I had Michael McDowell over Kurt Bush, Kurt yeah. Wood, and I had Kurt over Amendinger. Amendinger choked. Four out of the last five races, DNS for him at Sonoma. I could have swore five years ago the media was saying he was the best road racer ever. I don't know. Didn't they? There's a lot of good road racers now. Best yeah. one ever. So... I think he is one of the best ever at Watkins Glen, but he's not one of the best road racers ever. Who's your pick? For Chicago? I, who who goes first now, Jason? uh it default back to... Yeah,
0: fall back to, to Pocono. Yeah.
1: Where I lost? Yep. So now I've got to go
2: to Chicago. Sweet. This is going to... I love when you go first. It makes it so much easier.
1: Of course it does, <laughs> but you didn't you didn't change the thing because now Kurt Bush says he's available. But well, he's I really couldn't not. change that, but now we know. Okay, Just so keep in mind he's gonna have to send you the file. So yep. who
2: who who's on? my... I can't pick AJ or Kurt. Oh
1: damn! Okay, I'm gonna go with Joy Logano. Oh, you son of a. So TJ, don't <laughs> suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's right, Layla. Did not agree with that statement. <laughs> <Yeah. damn it. laughs>
1: Don't Layla. Suck this weekend.
2: lately giving you the business, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll go Chase Elliott. Oh, that's pretty. That's stout. Coming off the <laughs> fourth place run on the road course, that guy is. He was fast all weekend. He did a good
2: job out there. Yeah, honestly, all they, that uh, as a whole, as a whole, that was the best I've seen Hendrick run. Yeah, as a company. So yeah, something to build off
1: of. Yeah, for sure. For next year, big plans this weekend, Casey. Chicago for you or no?
2: Yeah, um,
3: I was supposed to, but. We no longer need, they no longer leave me, need me. So I'm going to Carcinologist Race in Macon, That'd Illinois. Fun. Yeah.
2: How far is that? We need to get like her on here. Two and a
3: half hours before she from leaves Chicago. for college.
2: So, what are you flying to Chicago? Sweetener.
3: Uh, TVD. I haven't figured that out yet. Okay, then. Well, I'm going to help with chat and social media stuff. Okay.
2: What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Please. Sorry.
3: I feel like everything I say today, TJ is like, oh, my yeah. God.
2: Piece you. of condescending sometimes <laughs> sometimes i am you just
1: have to just deal with it yeah what do funny <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right guys thanks
1: to one mate for bringing this show to you guys thank
3: you exalta we'll, uh,
1: we'll be a little more awake next week tj and i both got home at 3 a.m last night but to bed at three thirty, got up at six forty-five. yeah it's fun
2: yeah. Lifestyles of the rich and not famous. Not rich and not famous. <laughs> she, and she was not happy when she was awake, either the little one. She was oh, mad right. this morning. Yeah. I don't even know why. So
3: You have fun babysitting.
2: That's true. Babysitting calling my name right now.
1: All right. Well, thanks to Layla for coming. Yeah. And thanks for,
2: for growling yeah. at him. Thanks,
3: guys.
1: Yes. Thanks for telling him who the boss Have is.
3: Have a great week, everyone. Uh, this, so
1: Matthew's Dillard is going to do a whole thing. I see this coming of this dog running around here this whole time. I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm slightly yeah. concerned. Some kind of music. <laughs> yeah. Here's the dog.
2: <laughs> up close. Up close. I'm going to rip my headset off. All right. We're, we're out. Dead. We'll see you All guys right, next see week. You
0: see you. right. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Mane. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to onemainracing.com. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.